This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks for downloading today's episode. It's Thursday, April the 29th, and tributes are being paid to a PCSO from Kent as a murder investigation continues. As we told you in yesterday's podcast, the body of 53-year-old Julia James was found in a field near the hamlet of Snowdown on Tuesday afternoon. It's understood Julia had been out walking her dog not far from her home. Our reporter Lydia Chantler-Hicks has been back in Snowdown today for the Kent Online podcast. I'm in the Crescent in Snowdown, which to an outsider would probably appear to be a normal residential road. But of course, this has been the scene of a real tragedy over the last couple of days. This is the road on which Julia James, the PCSO, who was sadly found dead two days ago, lived with her family. What we know so far is that police are treating her death as murder. A murder investigation is ongoing and there's a heavy police presence in the area. Residents are warned to stay vigilant because, as far as we're aware, nobody has yet been arrested. I've been speaking to residents here this morning who say they are scared. People don't want to be walking their dogs alone. This is a very, very rural area, very, very tiny hamlet. I spoke to one mum who said she drove her daughter to school today because she didn't want her to be getting the bus. People do seem to be scared that they're may potentially be a murderer at large who has yet to be apprehended. Well, Julia had been a community support officer since 2007 and her former partner, Wayne, with whom she has a son, Patrick, has described her as the love of his life. He went on to add that what she did as a PCSO was not just a job, it was a way of life. Home Secretary Priti Patel also paid tribute last night, adding, I offer my sincere condolences to Julia's friends, family and colleagues at this awful time. Mary Bosson is a relative of Julia. She is a, she's, was a lovely girl, really lovely girl, and everybody liked her, and she just loved her job. And, and what's the feeling like, like now, now this horrible thing's happened? It is worrying, because I said we've all walked our dogs around that area, so it's just... Yeah, pretty worried. What's the what's the general feeling? Are people feeling kind of scared? Would you say? Or I I would say yes because um, as I said, I've got a granddaughter, a pregnant granddaughter. She walks her two dogs around there as well. And she was only there. She was there Monday and Tuesday on her own. It's just you know that's the thing. And if it was just well, we don't know, do we? Whether it's random or or what? But it's it is worrying. Yes, it is worrying. I mean, we won't be doing it now until, you know, we find out. We won't be walking down there. That's We've also been speaking to Keith Thomas, who lives in nearby Aylsham. Old village is pretty shot by the whole fence, but, uh, you know, being a, lo- a local girl as well, the community is pretty tight around here, only being the next mining village. Um, I see we're all in shock. I mean, it's places where people take their dogs for walks. I mean, my wife only goes for walks with the kids, you know, with the grandchildren and everything, but... Is a bit of a shock and it will stop people, you know, coming out. Has it stopped your wife from wanting to, to go out and walk the dogs? Well, in? yes, certainly. Yes. Um, like I say, we go out with the grandchildren and things like that, but my wife does, I don't. Um, but um, we're, we're all pretty shocked. I mean, it is so close to home. Ben Sando admits he wasn't a great teenager and met Julia on many occasions as part of her job, but he wanted to pay tribute to her as a person. I was, I was a bit of a troubled child back in the day and I've had her multiple times from around my house. 
giving my mum the old, the old gossip of what I've been up to. What, what, what would she be like in those situations? She, she'd always look out for someone. She was very friendly. Very, she, she didn't. You're arrested. You're this. You're that. It was. She was trying to look out for, looking out for the younger generation. Must have been about 15, 16. and uh, yeah, she was always looking out for me. Even see her going down, even going around Elsham, say hello to her. Yeah, she was a really nice lady. Really, really nice. Just a friendly person in the community. Yeah, then. yeah, definitely, definitely. And and how do you feel knowing that that, that you know she's she's died in, in these circumstances? Well, obviously, I don't know the reasons how she's died or what, what, what's caused the death. It's being treated as suspicious. There you go. Then, then, that's 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 just that's quite scary to know somewhere that I live just around the corner. Uh, my mum, my brother, my brother walks down here every single night. That's quite scary. So yeah, it's it's going to be a big thing right now. Absolutely. Especially okay. for the community around here. Do you think she was kind of well known then throughout the whole community? Most definitely. Yeah, she, I know. I know Elsham's got a bit of a reputation where. They don't like the place, um, but with her, they they let her in. If that makes sense, it's like a cult. They let her in, uh, but most police officers here yeah, they, they they wouldn't let they wouldn't let me. She had something special. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Just to remind you, if you're unsure of where this part of Kent is, Snowdown is right in between Canterbury and Dover and is where a former colliery used to be based. It's a very small area with around 50 houses and is also incredibly rural. Well, as our reporter Lydia did say earlier, at the time of producing today's podcast, no arrests have been made. Police are very keen, though, to hear from anyone who is in the area of Snowdown on Monday and Tuesday and who may have seen something suspicious. We've got details of how to contact police or upload any dash cam footage at kentonline.co.uk. You can, of course, follow that story for any updates and keep a check on our social media. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. Potholes have reappeared on the A2 past Canterbury just a week after the road was resurfaced. People living near the dual carriageway in Upper Harbledown say the noise of lorries and cars hitting them is keeping them awake at night again. A spokesman for Highways England says the repairs were only ever meant to be temporary and more work is planned. The company that owns the port of Sheerness has been fined £60,000 after an accident led to a member of staff having his leg amputated. Geoffrey Harkup was taken to a London hospital after being crushed by a five-tonne clamp truck in October 2018. Peel Ports admitted liability and say health and safety is their number one priority. It's going to be illegal for under-18s to get Botox or cosmetic fillers, thanks to the Seven Oaks MP. Laura Trott claims the dangerous and unnecessary procedures can ruin children's lives. She introduced a bill in Parliament earlier this year. Today is being approved by the Queen before coming into force in the autumn. Five people have been arrested as part of a modern-day slavery investigation in Gravesend. Officers detained a 36-year-old man after visiting a business in London Road over concerns staff were being exploited. Another two men and two women were then arrested after police raided further properties in the town. They seized cash, cannabis and a machete. Now, the Kent Online podcast has been hearing from a member of the LGBT plus community who says a growing number feel they need to blend in to avoid being victims of hate crime. Figures we've been given show almost 1,700 cases were dealt with by police in Kent over the past three years. Most were recorded in Medway, with Thanet having the second highest figure. 27-year-old Grayson Hall was assigned female at birth, but now identifies as trans non-binary. They've been sharing their experience. Most of it has been around things like 
not being able to hold my partner's hand in public because we don't feel safe or we don't feel comfortable doing that and that relates more to the queer side of my identity than my trans side of my identity because the passing privilege of of presenting in a masculine way and and um being seen as a man in public even though it's incorrect and it doesn't represent me um it keeps me safe because of the privilege of presenting as as more masculine the the less tame kind of experience i've had was that uh i was i was in faversham and i was walking uh up the main high street where the market usually is and um walking towards a bank and uh someone who appeared male and appeared to be an older an older male made a rather loud comment in my direction and again my initial response was confusion but it shook me up a little bit if i had responded in any way questioning what he just said i wonder what his physical response would have been. You can also read our special report at Kent Online. Kent Online News. Latest figures show coronavirus infection rates are starting to creep up in some parts of Kent. 307 cases were recorded across the county in the week to last Friday. That's up by about a fifth on the previous seven days. Overall figures are still below the national average, though, but areas including Ashford, Thanet, Gravesham and Medway have seen an increase. This time next week in Kent, we'll be going to the polls to decide who should be the county's police and crime commissioner. Three people are in the running. They're normally elected every four years, but the election in 2020 was delayed until now because of the pandemic. Paul Francis is our political editor. Now, while these commissioners may not be involved in the front line when it comes to tackling crime, they are nevertheless important figures. They have strategic oversight of the force, decide on the budget and have the power to hire and fire the chief constable. And there are three candidates vying for that job in Kent. Uh, They are the current Commissioner Matthew Scott of the Conservative Party, Graham Colley for the Liberal Democrats, and Lola Oyewusi for Labour. Now, we've arranged a special virtual hustings meeting at which all three candidates will be appearing and will be setting out their plans and answering questions submitted by the public. And Paul will be hosting that special hustings where all three candidates will spell out their plans. It's on KMTV tonight from seven. The opening of the country's biggest zip line at Blue Water has been delayed. The Hang Loose Adventure had been scheduled to open next month, but it's now been pushed back until June the 7th. Organisers have told customers building a really long zip line is not easy. And can you believe it's been 10 years since the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge got married? William and Kate tied the knot at Westminster Abbey on this day in 2011. And at Kent Online, you can see how the county celebrated. Two new pictures of the couple have also been released to mark the day. Kent Online Sports. Cricket and Kent's one-day National Cup match against Suffolk this summer will now be played at Beckenham. The game on the 20th of July was originally due to be held at Ipswich, but it's been changed because of COVID safety. The Spitfires have only faced Suffolk once before, and that was way back in 1966. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.